This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are at episode 31. We've crossed the threshold into the 30s now. We're doing pretty well, I'd say. Um, no, it was a good weekend. Good weekend sports. Good good bit of news for you guys coming up in this episode. Definitely looking forward to it. A couple, little bit of Texas Tech news coming up. Obviously, some NFL and NBA stuff. We'll wrap it up with a little bit of MLB, and then we'll talk about our shot bets for you. Um, if you're not already, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to us, even on, on YouTube if you really want to help us out there, drop us a subscription. And if it is on iTunes, make sure you give us that five-star rating and drop us a good review in the comment section. Um, if you do want to give us a follow, we are on social media. So you can find us at tailgate underscore talks on Twitter. You can also find us at uh, on Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, as far as our personal accounts go, if you want to follow Dustin, you want to look him up, uh, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is one. Lastly, if you do have any sort of suggestions or anything uh, that you want to talk to us about uh, sponsor-wise or or, uh, or suggestion-wise, if you have any sort of thoughts or questions, make sure you send us an email, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and so I guess that'll, that'll kind of kick off the, the, the main part of the intro. Um YouTube channel's doing really well. We had a couple of videos that Brooks posted. A couple of comments came out of that. That was pretty good. Or that, that yeah. Brooks had made. Uh, they're doing pretty well. But got got a, got a uh, nice comment from somebody on there saying, just love having the extra Texas Tech or uh, Red Raider content to be looking at. But Yeah, it was fun to, <clears throat> fun to create those and put them out there. Give some people some bite-sized content of some of the stuff that goes on in the episode. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good look. It was a good move. Um, as far as this week's Tailgate, Tailgate Talks t-shirt giveaway, we uh, we are going to be doing just a, just kind of a, one of the normal uh, rate and review us on Apple or share the podcast on social media of some way. Uh, how's it going, Jesse, over there? Go Rays. I never thought you'd say that one. Um, but <laughs> I, th- I think it's just because, of the, what, are they playing the Yankees right now? I believe so. Um, so, uh, let's go ahead and kick it off into the episode. We're going to, we're going to talk a little bit of Texas tech sports. going to kick it into club red. So if you do follow Texas Tech sports a little bit there and you do follow the baseball team, you realize that there was no series against Illinois Chicago this past weekend. That whole series got canceled due to them having COVID issues. So the next one that we do have to look forward to is against Oklahoma. It is a Big 12 matchup. We have done pretty well against Oklahoma, but um, 
Brooks, what are, what are you kind of looking forward to in this matchup here coming up this weekend? Glad to have baseball back. Uh, it's been a, it's felt like it's been forever since they played. So I guess I'm just hoping that they keep it going. I mean, they've been playing pretty well before this little shutdown. Mm-hmm. So I hope they kind of get back to that. Hope the bats, you know, keep popping and pitchers keep throwing strikes. So let's hope that they can get back in a rhythm. The end of the season is approaching. So you want to be clicking at all cylinders and this is a perfect weekend to continue that. Right. Absolutely the case. And especially with this being kind of a big 12 showdown, we, we definitely can use some more big 12 wins and something that, uh, something we can really use, uh, as the season does wrap up, uh, Dustin, anything you're looking forward to in this matchup at all? Yeah, like Brooks said, just glad to get back in there. Uh, we crushed Oklahoma a couple weeks ago on like a Tuesday or Wednesday night up in Amarillo, so that was fun to see. So hopefully we can keep that rolling. Uh, we need to finish the season strong and get some help from some other teams to knock Texas and TCU down a notch. But really, we just need to stay winning at least two out of three or sweep some of these in order to keep that top eight kind of seed – is what we're looking at for playoffs um, coming up when they start selecting teams to host regionals and supers and all that. We want, we really want that top eight seeds. So we got to stay, stay up in there to try to get that. What, what, what uh, have y'all checked the seating recently? I don't know where we're sitting right now, right now. Uh, I don't even remember. Where they don't really, they don't really do like projected no, seating a whole lot. That. There's some sites that'll, like D1 baseball might do a, here's our projected top yeah. eight teams, stuff like yeah. that. Um, so uh, various sites, but remember there's so many different rankings and stuff. It's hard to, yeah, that's it's hard to really of. tell where you're going to fall. It's a little hard to follow it. It's a little hard to follow it. Right. I mean, right now they've been posting like we're right in the middle of, you can find anywhere from seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. yeah. I see D- like we're D1 right here, borderline of, getting one or not getting one. So we need to keep it up or do a little improving and get some help on the other end. Yeah. Now, yeah, I'm like, I just pulled up D one. Yeah. They have us at seven right there. Seven. Yep. Yep. Oh, I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of in the right spot. I think going into this and especially with the teams that we have coming up in between OU and Kansas, I think we'll have a good shot at sweeping the rest of the season. Uh, hopefully it is what happens and hopefully, uh, hopefully it is the direction that they take. But any obviously any Texas Tech fans out there coming uh, coming out there from uh, in in Norman Oklahoma, make sure you swing by there and give your support. They'll be out there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Saturday and Sunday games are two p.m. Friday at six thirty. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump over. Uh, we do have a, a little bit of Texas Tech basketball news, which is kind of cool. Uh, we have a new player coming in. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Malik Wilson from Ooh. from UL. Uh, I was kind of kind of checking him out for a little bit. I wanted to kind of look and see who this new person is. Um, so, Dustin, do, do you think this was like a so like we we talked about it a couple episodes ago with Talvin Hester working over at uh, over at Louisiana Tech? Do you think this was him kind of outreaching into his like Louisiana pockets or uh, where did this? I think it's kind of a mix of all this coaching staff just trying to build a JUCO super team yeah. or transfer super team with guys from mid-majors or JUCOs, and apparently we're just going to throw out a team of all 6'6 six, six guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we're getting. 
which might end up starting to cost some roster um as you could say we're getting kind of clogged up i mean he's only six three six four yeah but another good athletic guard um so that's a plus but yeah we're kind of getting really guard and small ball heavy which concerning to an extent i mean usually we have at least some kind of big man 610 or so to help with rebounding protecting the rim um we don't have that right now i think KJ is at like six seven, and uh, Silva is a six eight guy. I mean, I don't think we have anybody bigger than that. So it's, on that end, it's concerning, but it's good that we keep bringing in good athletes and good guys that can score the basketball. Yeah, um, Brooks, any any thoughts on on bringing in uh, Malik from uh, from UL? Yeah, just another. That's pretty much summed it up. Just another guy who can kind of do it all. Yeah, See his numbers from last year he averaged 12.9 points a game, 5.5 rebounds, 3.2 assists, two steals. So he's just another guy in that same category as just about every other guy that we've gotten lately that just kind of fills up the stat sheet in not one category, but several, you right. know, and that's kind of fitting that Mark Adam, Adams mold. And, you know, we're right there, 6'3 to 6'6. Six, six. It just feels like we're going to have 10 dudes at that size. <laughs> who are going to be versatile or going to be yeah. able to guard like one through three, one through four, possibly. But we really do need to get one or two yeah. big guys to throw in there to, when you go against the big boys, yeah. you got to have someone who can battle in there and Silva can hang for a little bit, but you know, he still he'll struggled against trouble. the, yeah. He'll be in foul trouble the whole game. But now and, you hit it on the head that we got, we're going to interchange all these guys, which is great. That's what Mark Adams wants to yeah. do. He wants to switch everything, keep the ball in the corners of the court, and these guys will do that with, you know, uh, McCuller at the top probably and keep everything to one side and switching. But, yeah, we got to get some height, I think, somewhere. Uh, I do think that's going to be kind of a big uh... – Big setback, I guess, if they don't pull some more height. Uh, I know we're, our roster's starting to get kind of a little lengthy. Uh, still, obviously, a little bit of room. Uh, how many How many are they allowed uh, per per NCAA like, basketball roster? Do you all know? They're like 15, 14, 15, yeah, something like that. Yeah, they usually scoot up like 13, but you can fit up to 15 or 16. Okay, so <laughs> there, there's still some room for them to pull some big men. Yeah. No, yeah, I was, yeah. I was just kind of reading into this guy a little bit. I mean, 20, 29th in, in all of D1 for, for uh, total steals is not a bad thing. It means he's got some good hands. Yeah, he's a pretty highly coveted guy. we got a few guy. of those guys now that are high in, like, steals and assists and rebounds. Kind of like Brooks said, they do a little bit of everything, but really good defensively. Yeah, and that that was kind of the, the takeaway that I got whenever I was trying to kind of look up this guy a little bit and find out who he was, where he was coming <coughs> – excuse me, where he was coming from. And yeah. – uh just good good hands it looks like good good defensive mind it'll be interesting because there's rumors popped up today and i had a friend of mine reach out to me saying that there's this florida state transfer out there i'm not gonna even try to pronounce this dude's name it's kind of weird um but he's a florida state transfer and he's like six six and he uh, left to test the NBA waters, but now is going to transfer from Florida State. And apparently, oh. there's rumors that we like him. He kind of likes us. 
I don't really know what that is, but that would just be another guy. <laughs> another 6'6". Six, six. They're just like identical to all these other guys. So I it mean, definitely seems like Mark Adams has a type. <laughs> I, I, I feel like he's almost going for like a, <laughs> a, a, a bench full of the same player. Yeah. So so and like literally one of them gets tired or one of them gets in foul trouble and you got like four other guys doing the same thing. You put his twin brother out there. Li- quite literally. So all the Marcus Morrises. <laughs> uh, Marcus and Markeith Morris. No. Squad. I, I I think it's a good addition of, but but again, yeah, y'all y'all kind of hit it on the head. It's it's more of the same stuff. So they 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 really need to start looking at getting some size added in uh just because a lot of those really good teams in the tournament especially get have at least one or two big men that do really well sorry that was me oh okay i thought i thought <laughs> i had an audio thing on i was like whoa my twitch going gotcha gotcha all right um so i think it's going to kind of wrap up club red for this week not too too much news as far as <laughs> texas tech goes uh so we're going to go ahead and throw it over to dustin for the nfl um this is our our nfl take for the week Uh, well, what what do you got for this this week, man? More like, are you ready for some Tebow? Tim Tebow is back, and it's a flipping joke. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> you you got to get the kneel. This... It's a freaking <laughs> joke that he's back. He's going to get crushed playing tight end by every defensive end and linebacker that is across from him. Like, this is stupid. Never give up on your dreams, kids. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what his dream is because he doesn't know. He can't figure it out either. Yeah. His dream is just like whatever opportunity I have. Have y'all seen that movie Pop Star? No. With, uh, Andy Andy Samberg, yeah, where he's got he's making it, he's making fun of Justin Bieber's. Yeah. Uh, that movie Pop Star never stopped, never stopping. That's that's what Tebow is. He just never <laughs> stops, never mm. stopping trying to. Get I don't a professional know. career. <laughs> Apparently, Urban Meyer in one of the interviews was like, at whenever they asked him or they they criticized him about it, he was like, "The guy's in really good shape." So, where where that we're, doesn't matter when you're like six two three thirty four years old and undersized. And yeah, not, like, you don't have any good athletic attribute. Like he's not fast. Like he's not gonna run away from dudes and get open. He's I don't not, know. not strong and big enough to like block and overpower dudes. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 he shouldn't even make the roster in the end. Yeah, that that's kind of the the general consensus by it is that a lot of people are thinking he's he's gonna not even make the final roster. Like by the time the actual comes around. I hope. <laughs> I hope he's there for like preseason. I, I, I'm indifferent because oh, yeah, he'll be there for preseason, but like because after that, like this is ridiculous. You know how good or how easier, how much easier that'll make our job as far as as far as promoting news. Like wait, Tebow mm-hmm. watch, like is he still on the team? I, I don't know, something dumb. Like I'm, I, I hope he stays on, and I actually hope he makes it because you know it's going to catch a lot of heat, and I think it's funny. I don't know, I like it. <laughs> I, I get a good kick out of it yeah. still, but it's it's kind of what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, it's a what are you doing? In more important news, um, let's go week one schedule. Then we'll talk about Arlie's bet because I'm going to end our week one schedule with got it the Jags, so that'll segue us into that. Got it pulled um, up. Hey, they're kicking us off real good, boys. Yeah, actually, Lux. yeah. 
the defending champs always open up the season unless you're the Patriots and Goodell hates you. Bucks and Cowboys. That's going to yeah. get so many viewers. I don't care if you like the Cowboys or the matchup. Cowboys bring the most eyes to the TV of the NFL. Yeah, I saw that. I was psyched. I was like, that's a that's the best possible like matchup you yeah. could probably throw out there if you want to get a lot of people ready for the league. Oh yeah. Uh Cowboys are never gonna be in that first game anyway, so uh by winning. So that's <laughs> the only way that they're gonna get there. Um, but you know, good job. And you got the chance again. Brady back, back, Prescott back. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of hype around this game, and I, I I love this move. I love this move because there was so much talk, obviously. Well, there always is about the Cowboys in the offseason with Dak getting his fat contract and uh, obviously Brady winning his, his seventh. Uh, huge game. I, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Yeah, the other ones I'm looking forward to are, I mentioned it on Twitter earlier, Seahawks and Colts, that's just two really good, solid teams. I mean, they're not your very tip of the iceberg AFC, NFC teams, but they're literally right knocking on the door of it. I mean, they could upset some teams. Um, And then, of course, you got Browns and Chiefs. You got another Baker-Mahomes matchup. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. They have all the hype. And then they're probably on a comeback, like redemption-type tour is what I'm seeing out of this. Like you have two teams that want to prove themselves because the Browns are hearing that too. Like they're not going to do it again or they have more expectations now. Yeah. That's them being at week one just means we're going to have more time to see that Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes. Did you know that they threw for like <laughs> over yeah. 1200 yards in a game of college? We're just going to oh, see yeah. that highlight for all off season until that game. It's going to drive me crazy. Yep. That's going to be a good matchup, though. I, I actually am looking kind of forward to that one. Any yeah, another matchup. I like the Sunday night matchup to start off the season with the Bears and the Rams. I, I really like that matchup because I, I am curious if they're going to throw fields out there. I think that's the only reason why I find this intriguing. If they throw fields out there, I'm going to be really excited I don't think just they to do. see what happens. I don't think, I don't they, think do. they do either. But I No, I don't think that'll be a Rams crushing game against Andy Dalton. But what if, you know, Andy Dalton goes out there and gets hurt immediately and then I, I feel like we the, got fields. The 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 Bears are going to play Dalton for at least 2 to 3 weeks minimum before they're like, "Oh, this is the why did we think this guy was our number 1?" Unless Fields is just killing in camp or they have an injury or something like that. I mean, but... I think he'll be the number one most of the season, but I don't know if right out the gate we can yeah. He is great, but I hope he doesn't get crushed by Aaron Donald. <laughs> but, hey, Andy Dalton could get crushed by <laughs> Oh, Andy Dalton will definitely get crushed by Aaron Donald. <laughs> I think uh, another good little low-key matchup here is that, that Pittsburgh-Buffalo game. I think that might actually be kind of good. I don't know if Pittsburgh's going to be. I want to see how they look this year. I I think they're going to slide down back to around 500. Um, One more game I wanted to bring up that should catch somebody's eye. CBS, 1 o'clock on Sunday, Jags, Texans. Oh, yeah. You're. 
These they, are your yeah. teams, Arlie. These are that's, your teams. It's kind of weird that they have like a division game like that, like literally the first game of the season. Well, yeah, if the Jags are going to go 11 and whatever you called out, 6. 11 and 6. Then you got to beat start out by beating the Texans. Oh, they're going to. Uh, the Texans are still still complete rebuild. <laughs> I, I I have very little faith in the Houston Texans uh, right now. Uh, we still don't know if they're keeping Deshaun Watson even. Uh, like, the, the, the case is still open. It's still... What is it? He, he's still like uh, arguing with all the, the the salon ladies or whatever massage ladies or whatever. Like they're 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 going back and forth. Like that we don't even know who our quarterback is. Still, we're about to go in a game. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Didn't y'all get like Tyrod Taylor? Yep. Or, yeah, we, 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 we picked up a quarterback in the draft, and I think that was a in case shit <laughs> draft pick. Yeah. But in case Tyrod Taylor gets stabbed by a doctor in week one, we have somebody <laughs> we can throw out there. Basically, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I literally, I, I expect nothing out of the Texans this year. Like, I honestly could see, like, 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 like a 2 and 15 season, like, bad, bad. And if there's more but than one that, one of those two wins week one. <laughs> if that happens, I, I'm, I'm going to open up very, very, uh, Kind of sad on my bet. I don't know. I, I still think it's possible. I still think it's possible. Speaking of your bet. All right. Let, let's talk about that. Let's go. So you mentioned, I don't know, November last year. that if the Jags got Urban Meyer yes. and Trevor Lawrence, they were going to win the division, the AFC South. Right. Is that correct? That's what I said. That was my prediction. <clears throat> All right. So me and Brooks have a bet punishment for you because you're probably going to lose this. Let's be honest. <laughs> and of course, you know how this show works. <laughs> we got to put bets on everything. So your bet on this for every game, they are out of. Oh no, we're not doing division. it like that. You owe a shot for. Oh, okay. Uh, that's fine. I thought so it was going to be way, way more punishment. I'm like, oh, hold, hold on. So if they're, say, four games back of the Colts, you owe four, game, four drinks, four shots. Okay. Deal? Uh, I'll, I'll accept that bet. Now, what I happens? Hold true. on. What happens if I win? Well, that's on you to figure no, out. No, no, no. <laughs> we didn't think that far. What, 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 what happens if I win this bet? I can't. We can't come up with our own punishments because we're going to come up with something very easy for us to do. <laughs> you have to come up with a punishment for that because you're going to come up with something. Oh, all right. Um, let's see how the season starts. No, Maybe no, no. It's going we're, okay. Then you can. Start okay, to- okay. Here, here is my here is my bet, uh, or counter bet. If I am right on this, all right, and Dustin. This will this will be a twofer for you, is the 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 overalls thing. <laughs> so if I'm right on this, you can cover your your old your old bet with me about about JJ Watt, but okay. Brooks has to join you on that bet. If I'm right. So what for an episode we we dress up in our overalls. Oh no! Like- Next time I come up to Lubbock, we're we're hitting shimmies and y'all are in overalls. Cut off <laughs> overalls. Sorry. 
Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Like we should reevaluate. <laughs> <laughs> That's a two for Dustin. Already owes me that bet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to discuss this and get mm. back to you on that. All right, all right. You, you can't. Put I mean, it's not going to happen, but because they have to win that division, and let's go, be how, real. How confident the Colts are, are? The Colts are in that division, and the Colts are a very good football team. Mm-hmm. The, the Titans are in that division, and they're a very good football team. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars are in that the division, and they are mm-hmm. not that good of a football team. So. I feel pretty confident that there is no way in hell that they're going to win that division. All right. They're going to, it's so, going to take them at least 10, 11 game wins and they won one game last year. So, so Vince will one game. So, so Vince, well, that's the other thing outfit. with like this whole schedule release. Now all everybody wants to talk about is with the 17 games. Now, like if you're not nine and seven and like barely good, it's is 10 and seven good or like that's eh. still good it's it's about the (laughs) same as a nine and and seven like eh. or like that's all you're gonna hear for like the next couple months oh yeah i mean people people... wrong and saying 10 and 6 or 8 and 8 and that kind of thing like the old schedule was and comparing it to that like that's all you're gonna hear just because they have nothing else to talk about that will be kind of interesting actually to see though a a no longer a, a even team, no longer a 500 team. It won't be possible. No more Jeff Fishers. Yeah. Like, so like, it'll be kind of curious to see like, you know, that it, it'll basically kind of end the debate of, oh, well they were eight and eight. So, I mean, they were still kind of good. It'll be yeah. either you were a winning team or a losing team. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. But yeah, glad that's out. Everybody can mark it, mark the calendar 17 and 0. Cool. Cool. <laughs> no I, I i don't know i i don't think it, I, I i i'm still liking the prediction uh a little bit um i don't know what the colts are going to be able to do with a new quarterback but they have a good base team and the titans are, have become kind of one-dimensional and predictable so like i still think there's a shot that's just me no i mean Sorry, Roger. Believe in what you say, but <laughs> I just, I just think it's a, it's a stretch for them to be that good this year with a rookie quarterback. The last rookie quarterback to go number one overall and make the playoffs was Andrew Luck. But the only other quarterback to go number one overall and make the playoffs was John Elway in his rookie year. Every other first number one overall pick normally doesn't make the playoffs because you're normally on a shitty ass team. That's why they're picking number one because they won one game, their whole team's shit. So that's just the only thing that makes me confident is I don't think Trevor Lawrence is as good as Andrew Luck was coming out. I don't know. We'll see. I I think it's going to be interesting, but uh, any given Sunday, I guess uh, one one week at a time, they they have a shot. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see as the season goes on. Gives us a reason to keep the Jaguars relevant, right? Yeah. Hey, I, I'm having fun with the bet. I'll be honest. I'm a Houston Texans fan, and I'm pulling for somebody in my own division. Like most of the time, I'd be saying fuck the Jags, but I like my prediction. I'm having fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So that's gonna kind of wrap up the NFL discussion for this week. We're going to go ahead and kick it over to Brooks. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump in. 
talk a little bit about the NBA win pool and where that's going. Very, very uh, close competition there. And then we'll be going into a little bit of uh, NBA news as well and kind of our little bit of a season wrap-up. So this is Tailgate Talks NBA. All righty. So, uh, Brooks, let's go ahead and hand it over to you. Let's, uh, where, where are we looking at? Uh, how are we looking in the NBA? Yeah, so let's start off by updating. One of the most exciting things coming down to the end of the season here is the race for last place in our NBA wins pool. I, as we already know, have locked up the first place. Did it about a week and a half ago or so. But Dustin and Arlie are in a locked up battle to see who gets second and who gets third right now it currently sits with arlie at 190 wins and dustin a game behind him at 189 wins so this is going to come down to the wire they have two games against each other on the last day of the season so it really could come down to the last day uh we have arlie's lakers versus dustin's pelicans and uh arlie's nuggets versus dustin's blazers on that final sunday so it's kind of it's kind of been fun to watch that. Uh, so keep up with that. We'll try to update it as the the week continues and these games get played. Uh, Arlie's Lakers pulled out one last night, and that's why he has that one game advantage currently. So that wraps up the wins pool. Let's move on to the news this week, and we've talked about it before, but we have to bring it up. He's officially the king of triple doubles and that's Russell Westbrook. Golf clap. He officially passed Oscar Robertson earlier this week with 182 career triple doubles. Um, I've mentioned that I do not really care for the triple double stat. I don't know really how y'all feel about it, but it still is impressive to be that good at several different things on the basketball court and put up that those kind of numbers so it's still something to be respected while it hasn't produced any winning in my opinion at least he like every game and especially for people watching or going to the games you know he's gonna ball out as hard as he can yeah i mean at least it's entertaining i mean no it does it hasn't led to any productive late season postseason runs and wins necessarily but it's led to a lot of regular season wins and obviously a lot of stats. So at least he goes out and plays hard every game and entertains the the people. Yeah. And and I don't necessarily think he's stat hunting. I think there were were times earlier in his career that he was. Yeah. But I just think that he plays that hard all the time. And so the ball just finds him because he's going at it 110 miles an hour. That, that was going to be my take on it. It's just like, I mean, I'm I'm not, in a, a, a huge supporter of it and not in a, or a huge celebrator of it, let's say, but you have to admire the guy's work ethic every single game, night in and night out. Like, and that's, that's just how he is. That's how, and it's consistent that way. Unfortunately, his style of play doesn't work well with other players and it doesn't transfer well to wins, but you yeah. know that he's busting his ass every single night he's on the floor. Yeah. So you got to respect that over a long period of time because he's, yeah. he's stayed healthy too. That's the main thing is he's putting those numbers, but he's on the court. He's not one of those injury prone players. Yeah. And he's had, he's one of those guys where when you buy tickets to go see, you know, not this year, 
really. But, you know, in the past, he was a guy you go buy tickets to see the Thunder or the Rockets or whatever team he was on. You know you're going to get a good effort from him, and you know he's going to be on the court. And if you're going to see Russell Westbrook, you're going to get a Russell Westbrook show, and that's a guaranteed fact. Mm -hmm. He's not going to half-ass at any game. And so, you know, you can ultimately respect what he's done. Um, And to be the king of something in the NBA, that's, that's pretty cool. Moving on, next up, Dustin's got us a little a little stat about LeBron's Lakers. Take that for data. All right, so little Lakers LeBron stat of the week. I did some digging and hunting for this one. There have been, since we've gotten to eight teams on each side for the playoffs, there have been only five teams that have played in the NBA finals the year before and then missed the playoffs the next season. LeBron's Lakers are flirting with that this year, given the play-in tournament. So you got the 98-99 Bulls. Obviously, that's when Jordan retired second time and Pippen left. Yeah. 405 Lakers, Shaq retired. Then you got two LeBron teams, the 14-15 Heat, LeBron mm-hmm. left. The 1819 calf, LeBron left again. <laughs> and then the 1920 Warriors, who got hit by a ton of injuries and then a COVID shortened season. Um, and now the 2021 Lakers are flirting with that again. So, bam. I don't like that stat, Dustin. <laughs> I don't like that. And yeah. now LeBron's Lakers are flirting with the play in tournament and possibly not making the final eight teams. They're, they're flirting with it. It's still a still a good race though going on there between them, Dallas, and uh, Portland. Yeah, so that leads right into the next topic, which oh, is the play-in tournament. My bad. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. You nailed transition. That. Good. That was a Russell Westbrook rebound and transition right there. So yeah, <laughs> we're on to the play-in tournament. It's creeping up on us. So let's kind of look at what the current matchups are. The Eastern Conference right now. It's pretty much set on who's going to be in that play-in tournament. It's going to be the Celtics, Hornets, Pacers, Wizards. Now, who's playing what is probably set as well. And right now, it's looking like the Celtics versus Hornets for that seven and eight, um, for that seven seed, and then Pacers versus Wizards to play the loser of that game. Yeah. So that's what it's looking like in the Eastern Conference. The Miami Heat beat the Celtics twice this week, and that's kind of given them that separation um and push the celtics back to where they don't really have much of a chance to get out of that playing yep. game western conference is a little bit different right now it currently sits at the lakers versus the warriors the seven versus the eight and the grizzlies versus the spurs is that nine and ten now this one is a lot more interesting and there's a lot more things that can change in the western conference yeah. currently we have the lakers that are a game back of the blazers and the mavericks so there's still a chance that the Lakers can find themselves outside of the play-in tournament and safe in the playoffs and not be one of those teams that, that Dustin mentioned in his stat. So let's look at their remaining schedule. The Lakers have it kind of easy. They've got the Rockets tonight, the Pacers, and the Pelicans, who at that time might be eliminated from contention and might just pack it in and see if they can get better lottery odds. The Mavericks, they have the Pelicans, they have the Raptors, and they have the Timberwolves. So they're sitting pretty there. They have two teams that are pretty much out of it. Uh, 
and then you know the Pelicans there who are still yeah. trying to fight for that uh, that last spot. And the Blazers, they have the toughest stretch down the end here. They got the Jazz, the Suns, the top two teams in the Western Conference, and then the Nuggets, a top four team in the Western Conference. So they kind of have their work cut out for them. Uh, mm. Lakers, Mavericks, kind of on the easier side. So there could still be some change up there. And then also that eight, spe- uh, eight spot isn't necessarily locked up either. The Grizzlies are just a half game back of the Warriors, and they both play each other on the very last day of the season. It's Grizzlies versus Warriors. Nice. That could be to see who plays. That could be a playing game to see who plays the Lakers true. or Blazers in that first game. So very true. Um, that's kind of what we're looking at with the play-in tournament. Right now, as of tonight, games are being played currently. But so, yeah. what worries me for the Lakers and why I thought of this stat for you is right now they're in that playing game of seven versus eight, which means they'd have to play the Warriors first. Which I just don't want to play Steph first right out the gate when you're, I don't know, both those teams are injured, but that would be just a you never know what might happen for either team, and then you got to go to the losers game and see what might happen. Um, so that's the only reason that game worries me, if they end up in that 7-8 game. I I actually wouldn't be. I I, I think that that's they're, 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 the Golden State Warriors are very one-dimensional, and they'd be facing against still what is one of the best defenses in the NBA. And so I I don't think the Lakers are worried about anybody, any of those teams in the play in. The play-in. Yeah, I mean, there's always that chance that Steph could – really go yeah. off yeah but the lakers would do that thing where they just take everybody else out of the game and it would be one of those wow steph dropped 60 points in a loss yeah. to the lakers by t- when they lost by 20 it just doesn't really worry me that much i really do think lebron's okay and he's just kind of resting up right now but you know they beat a- the knicks through everything they had in them they beat them last night uh, to get that one, that really helped. If they can, you know, they got an easy one against the Rockets, who are in full tank mode right now tonight. They get that win and hope for a Mavericks Blazers loss here or there. You know, the tides could turn and they could end up yeah. finding themselves as a six seed and not even have to worry about it. Yeah, or even a five. There's a chance that they get the five seed in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. this weekend's games will be fun. It'll be tight. I'm glad we have ten teams to talk about rather than just a set eight already. Yeah. It's what the NBA was going for. I mean, you now you're talking about three, four, five, six more teams in both sides. Like it's a little more entertaining. You have teams actually trying still. Yeah. It's definitely made the final stretch of the season a lot more interesting, I think. And then the teams who are out of it, they've just got full tank mode. Yeah. Like Oklahoma Dave's city Thunder have won mode. one game in the last month. It's, so, I mean, there's some downside to it, but, you know, when you think of it, there's only a handful of teams that are eliminated right now but I, and you, a lot of teams still in contention. So You did hit something on the head there, though, um, was the NBA was always struggling with a big issue of that, like, the regular season was meaningless and boring and pointless. Like, like nobody really loved watching the regular season. And now there's a little bit of drama added to it. There's more teams yeah. added in the play-in. So, like, I think that they, they nailed this with this play-in because it just added more teams in the mix. And any one of them obviously can make the, the rest of the playoffs. 
it 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 gave some more it gave value to a regular season that was kind of yeah. just blah. Yeah. And we'll see if they go for forward with it moving on. You know, I was listening to a pod the other day that was talking about it and they were like, "Hey, if the Lakers get that in the 7th spot and lose and don't make the playoffs, this will never happen again." Like this will be the last time that there's ever a play-in tournament because don't, you know you don't kick the LeBron and the Lakers out. But then the counter argument was, well, think of it this way: what if the Lakers had kind of the opposite of this season, right, where everybody was hurt at the beginning, and then now they're trying to fight back and get in, you know, playoff contention? Well, if there's only eight seeds, you don't have that chance. But there's ten, you really do have a chance to get into that last spot, and then. Uh, now you got LeBron and AD healthy. You feel pretty good being getting in as a seven or eight seed or whatever. So uh, I, I agree. I think it's a great move. I think it's a I think it's a phenomenal move from the NBA. And uh, again, they they've added uh, relevance to to the to the regular season and and obviously more of a microscope to the to the end of the regular season. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of it. I'm in favor of it. More basketball is good more meaningful basketball is good mm-hmm. and stakes are always fun. So um, that pretty much wraps it up for our play-in, but we've got some awards to give out here at the Ooh. tailgate talks podcast. Our first ever tailgate talks, NBA season awards guys. We talked about it last week. I'm going to lead off with my MVP. I did a full segment on them, posted a video on YouTube. Go check it out. Subscribe, like it. <laughs> my MVP for this season is Nikola Jokic, the big man for the Denver Nuggets. Same. I think I'm not going to go rehash everything I said last week. Yeah. But yeah, Nikola Jokic is my 2021 MVP. Yep. Same. I mean, it's too easy to look at. He's almost averaging a triple double at center, and he's running the team now. And Jamal Murray's out. And mm-hmm. Things he does is just awesome. I, I, it, it's, I, I split hairs in between him and CP3. Like I, I understand y'all's argument and don't knock it at all. He's a hundred percent. One of the best, the best player in the NBA, but, uh, it, it's, it's in my head of CP3's performance in Oklahoma city a little bit. That's like impacting me a little bit this year for him because they were not supposed to be relevant last year. They shipped him off thinking, He's going to not bother us at all. And they almost knocked out the Rockets. Like, so like a little bit of that's in my head as far as impact towards CP3 this year. And so like, I, I, I just to kind of add a little bit of a different flair, like uh, I I knew y'all were going to go Jokic, but uh, that's why I wanted CP3 on on my personal uh, MVP for the year. It's tough because I, I really do like CP3. I just can't he just doesn't have the statistical numbers and all of that. Like the impact is obviously there, but um, he doesn't have the scoring and numbers that Jokic uh, Embiid and stuff like that have, but he does a lot of those little things. Don't, don't disagree. Don't disagree at all. But like, you know how, like, okay, you know how players play better around LeBron. I feel like they play better around. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a little bit of that effect for me. Like I'm thinking, yeah. I, I don't know. No, there's a, there's the value you don't see from the statistics and what he does with the court. Like Devin Booker has his best season 
when Chris Paul is with them. Yep. Like there, it's just not a coincidence that so many players are really good when they play around Chris Paul, and then when he leaves them, they're eh. Mm-hmm. But that kind of leads into another award, and we'll continue talking about the guy, the best addition this past season, a team that made an addition that improved them. Mm-hmm. And it's for me, it's Chris Paul for all the reasons that you said. Mm-hmm. I think he was the best addition, turned them into a top team, and his impact is pretty damn great. You can't deny all the things that we have just said about him. I went with midseason move and I went Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets. I thought he was kind of being hidden down in Orlando. Got to showcase a little bit and help keep the Nuggets afloat once Jamal Murray got out. So he's really helped keep that team in the race in the West. So I think that was a great trade, great move for the Nugs halfway through the year. I like it. Yeah. Both of them, I don't think you can deny that they've been very beneficial for their uh, for their new teams this season. Another one, we'll go younger. We'll go to our rooks. Go to our rooks for their rookie of the year. Dustin, who you got for the Lamello. rookie of the year? Mm-hmm. Lamelo. Well, I did not think he would be this good this soon. I mean, he's arguably the second best passer in the league behind Jokic already. And that's pretty incredible. <laughs> some of the stuff he does. I mean, there's highlights every night of some of the great. Did you guys. see that underhand like, full court pass that he made like last oh, week? Oh yeah. Like just like it's nuts. Like the stuff he's doing, and especially at how young he is. So great, great season for him. Um, even with the injured wrist for a few weeks. Yeah. Arlie, what you got? I actually went with LaMelo as well. Um, he obviously, statistically, he kind of he kind of started going down. Uh, what, he had an injury or... Um, yeah, yeah, he just but, he got hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so statistically, he went down. I, I was actually, for this one, I, I looked up a little bit of the, uh, the, the rookie voting and seeing where they were kind of heading. And there was somebody that jumped him. I couldn't... I forgot the name. But... Anthony, um, Anthony Edwards. Yep, yep. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um... But I stuck with LaMelo on it because he was so impactful for most of the season. But not only that, he, he, he stepped up and went toe-to-toe with everybody without batting an eye. And I, I think that that's big on a rookie, even though he's obviously already exposed to the NBA culture. Uh, yeah. It didn't matter who he went up against. I, I, I liked him a lot as a rookie this year. Yeah, and that'll round it out. I, I also have him as my rookie of the year. I think... Like normally rookie of the year, I kind of want to go with the fun pick, like guy who's been, you know, lighting it up. And Anthony Edwards has been doing that for the Timberwolves lately. Like he's been going off. He's been, a, you know, fun to watch, has some highlight reel plays and all that. But the Timberwolves still suck. Yeah. <laughs> Lamelo went into a Hornets team that not a lot of people, you know, they had some fun moments last year, but they weren't very good. And he turned him into a team where they were at one point the four seed in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And then he got hurt and they took that dip. So it's kind of like my most valuable player when I think of that. Like you could tell their whole identity kind of shifted and they were nowhere near as good when he left. And that kind of impact from a rookie is pretty crazy. Yeah. So a kid that I really didn't like, but I've actually really liked him in the NBA. Like out when he was younger and hit, hit going for 100 or whatever, I hated that kid. But he seems like he's got really mature, knows how to understands the game, plays well. His teammates seem that they really love him. 
And so, yeah, I I think it's been a great fit. And I think the Warriors are wishing that they would have taken him instead of Wiseman. Uh, That could have been a completely different team. Imagine LaMelo, Curry, Clay next year. That would have been great. So next, let's move on to our surprises. Arlie, we'll start with you. Um, Who's your biggest player surprise so of this y- past y- season? It's 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 minimal, but mm-hmm. uh, because it's not like he came out of nowhere. Everybody knew he was good before, but it actually is Jokic. It's because I didn't think he was going to be this impactful, this good, and putting up those kind of numbers this year. Like I, you knew he was going to be good going into the season, but I didn't expect him to be the best player in the league statistically. And obviously his, his team is doing phenomenal with a four seed already. So like that's my biggest surprise for the year as far as him being the best, uh, the best player in the NBA. Um, especially with a season where there were so many big roster moves to the nets and uh, in the, going into the season thinking they were going to be an unstoppable Titan almost. Okay. Yeah. I like that pick. Not 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 what I was thinking you would go with, but uh, yeah, I could see it. I, I do think, like me personally, I always thought he was good, but I never thought he'd reach MVP level. I would always thought he might be like a guy who gets second, third place votes, but never a guy that actually would bring home the trophy. So yeah. the fact that it's pretty given that he's going to bring it in, I do think is is a surprise to me. That, Dustin, that's, what a yeah, that's that's the only reason he's the surprise, yeah. just because uh, you wouldn't ex- have expected it going in. Anyway, sorry. Mine is the Suns and CP3. I mean, I knew he'd have a good impact on them, but not this phenomenal of an impact. I thought they'd be a lower playoff team or one of these play-in game type teams, and he's elevated them to obviously one of the top two or three teams in the West for the whole season, not just out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, again, CP3, it's 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 hard to deny that. Yeah. It's hard to deny what the Suns have been. I mean, they were on a like an 11-year streak without making the playoffs or something like that. <laughs> so that's just oh, another yeah. stat to throw in there for him. I went with, and my player and team will also kind of combine here, I went with Julius Randle and yeah. the New York Knicks as my, my surprise. Second. Um, because I don't think anybody saw Julius Randle making the kind of leap that he's made this year to where he's turned into an all-star caliber player, but a guy who brings it every night, a guy who puts up crazy numbers every night, and a consistent guy you can rely on to score, and he's turned the Knicks into a team that's going to be in the playoffs for the first time since 2013, a team that normally is clowned on and this year you can't really clown on them they've been good they've made improvements and it's kind of clear that coach Thibodeau while his methods might not be agreed upon (laughs) is a damn good coach and produces wins he squeezes every win he can out of the guys he has like this is not a great Knicks team but yeah but he's gotten the most he can out of them that was that was going to be my team as well. Actually, it was going to be the Knicks were the biggest surprise of the season because they're going to make the playoffs. I, I don't, I don't yeah. like, like, I don't see them dropping the next three games in a row and putting them at risk with the with the Celtics. Um, and so the Knicks are going to be back in the playoffs for the first time in how many years? Since 2013, I think it was said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. 
like insanity. Like, I, I yeah, biggest surprise for me by far. Yeah, agree on that. Obviously, next let's go to the other spectrum. Disappointment. Who was your? We were originally going to do player, but I think we can just group this as a team. Dustin, you're giving me that face over there. What's your biggest disappointment for this season? The Celtics, all of them. They all suck. (laughs) Fuck them. They're supposed to be one of two or three best teams in the East, and they're going to be in the freaking playing tournament. And now Jalen Brown's out for the year. They're probably going to lose that and not even make the playoffs. See ya. Freaking Celtics, get out of here. Gordon Sweet. Arley. <laughs> Arley, um, who's your disappointing team of this year? You know what? Uh, we, we've talked about them a little bit today, but it's actually going to be uh, the Wizards. I kind of was hoping to, to see a little bit more from them. Than, uh, I thought it was going to be a little bit better with, with, with him uh, moving over to Washington. But... Uh, a little bit of a short sell. I mean, uh, it's another kind of unfortunately normal season for Westbrook, but I just thought it was a great move for him in particular and him moving to the East. Uh, I thought they were going to have a better season than that. I don't know. Yeah. That, that was my, yeah, they're, they're a team that I considered because I think a lot of people thought with those two guys, you could compete for a four or five seed mm-hmm. in yeah. the Eastern conference, I mean, especially seeing the teams that are up there, like the Hawks, the Knicks, like you definitely, those two players are better than anybody those guys have on their team. So I, I feel is. like they're the best duo outside, yeah. like, but like below the top three, I think that they're the yeah. best duo. And for them to be in 10th, it's a little bit, it's, it's a disappointment. I, I, I should My, throw rockets in that, but like I knew that they were going to be a disappointment, so there's no surprise in there. <laughs> yeah. Like you, My team <laughs> my team that I'm going to go with is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. That's my biggest disappointment of this season. I think we have discovered that Zion is an unstoppable force, and you're pairing him with Brandon Egram, who is a other pretty good player, and you can't make the playoffs. Can't even make the play-in game um, with that kind of guy. And Zion's a guy who shoots like 60% field goal, like field goal percentage inside the arc because he's nobody can stop him from getting to the basket. And time and time again, the Pelicans don't give him the ball down the stretch in late games, have questionable coaching decisions. And time and time again, it leads to baffling losses. And they have these guys who like Zion in college was this crazy defensive player, but for some reason in the NBA, it hasn't translated and um, just, just uh, didn't take the step that I think everybody expected them to take this year. And just kind of disappointing that they're not even going to be in the 10 spot here. I feel that man. I feel that Uh, Zion Zion's a big personality and, and, for for so many people that they, they already dub him the future of the NBA and the future face of the NBA to see them not even get the ten seed I, I, I don't know yeah I, I'm with you hey I got so, one more award that we didn't have listed ooh okay I have a coach of the year award mm. for Doc Rivers and the Seventy Sixers he finally made Seventy Sixers really good when they had Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid all these years. And now they're a force. 
See, my vote would go to Tom Thibodeau and the New York Knicks. I'd, I'd have to ride the doc the doc train on that one. They 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 had they had they he they didn't really change anything. They picked up like what like two mediocre players, and that's it. That would be a GM of the year award, maybe for Daryl Morey for making moves. I think I think Thibodeau and Monty Williams no, I think Tib- over I at think Phoenix. Doc right? Rivers has finally made. The two stars were in Ben Simmons and Embiid. I think if he takes them through the playoffs, then I will be like, okay, because that's where they always fall is in the playoffs. And if and Doc does similar things in the playoffs, mm. so that's kind of where I'm looking for on Tim uh, to see. Uh, I kind of had an award, and I'll go ahead and throw it out there: guy who hates refs more than I do, uh, Luka Doncic. Luka. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless they're lady refs, then he'll unless shoot. Unless they're a, lady refs, and yeah. th- then he'll shoot a shot. But <laughs> that dude hates refs. Um, but okay, so let's move in. I liked it. So we got we've got our first ever all tailgate talks NBA team. We got together, we texted, we came up with a point system and we put in our seven best players for this past season. When we voted on them, certain amount of points, and we came up with our all tailgate talks NBA team. And then we got our two honorable mentions for each. So without further ado, our tailgate talks, all NBA team, Nikola Jokic. We've talked about him a lot. He received the majority of the votes. He is on our tailgate talks team. We've got Steph Curry as well. He's received the second most votes for our team. He's had an incredible year with the Warriors. Saw a stat the other day. The Warriors are one in seven when he doesn't play. That team's terrible. And with him, they're maybe going to make the playoffs. That's just, that's crazy. A team that wins one out of every eight games with him. So well-deserving. Our third guy on our all-NBA team goes to Luka Doncic, the ref hater himself. But you can't deny what he's done for the Mavericks. That team is garbage without him. Team's terrible, not even in the playoffs, probably already been eliminated. But he turns them into a really good, competitive, fun basketball team. He is the Mavericks' identity. Uh, So he is on our all-Tailgate Talks NBA team. Next up, Joel Embiid. As Dustin mentioned, he's had a great year with Doc Rivers at the helm. He's been – he would probably be a possible MVP candidate had he not been hurt. But still what he's done, being able to make the Sixers the one seed in a pretty top-heavy East has been impressive. And last but not least, the guy we've talked about a lot on the show today – Chris Paul joins our first ever all tailgate talks NBA team um, as the point guard. Well, I guess there's three different point guards and two centers. This is a very, there is, this is positionless basketball. This is not going to work out here, (laughs) but we just wanted to reward five guys who we all enjoyed playing. We didn't put any criteria on the positions or anything. Just five guys we thought had the biggest impact on this past season. And our honorable mentions go to Giannis. Not even going to try his last name because I know I'll mess it up. And Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill on the Wizards is our second honorable mention. So there you have it. Our first edition of the all tailgate talks NBA team. Congratulations, everybody. (laughs) 
There you go, guys. I need a I need a clapping sound. Yeah, anyways. right. <laughs> and All with right. that, Wrap our up NBA, NBA segment is complete. That was it. That was good. Um, it's been it's been a fun season, honestly. The 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 win total has made it interesting. The injuries have made it interesting. I've actually enjoyed this regular season more than most. I think uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier with the playing tournament, but it's been a good NBA so far. Uh, And next week we'll have the playoff matchup set. So that'll be exciting. We'll we'll definitely have a lot more to talk about when that comes around. Uh, So let's go ahead and kick it over to a little bit of baseball talk. Uh, Not much news going on there. Uh, This is Togate Talks Baseball. That ball here way back. He looks up. You can't put it on the ball. Yes. So uh, the only news that we have coming out of the MLB is just that the A's are looking at moving out of Oakland. Um, bit of a weird move. Uh, not surprised about it, though, with, uh, with the Raiders getting out of town, moving to Las Vegas. Uh, any... Any, any feelings on this, Dustin? What are you thinking over there? Get out. Get out of Oakland. Go to a better city. Get a better stadium. The Oakland Coliseum sucks. That's why the Raiders left, and they won't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But, man, poor Oakland. Right. They lost the Warriors. They lost the Raiders. Now the A's are like, we're going to leave, too. <laughs> yeah. Boy. All I was trying to think of with this is where do I want them to go? What would be the coolest places for them to go? Obviously, Las Vegas is Man, a destination. To follow the Raiders there. Who are the right? teams go to Vegas? Ouch. But I, I'm trying to think. I saw like somebody make an edit for the Portland days today. I don't. I don't know how that y'all Why, feel about that. But maybe San Antonio. Um, I think that's too far of a move. I, I think you got to keep some of your general fan base. Like that's why. Like Las Vegas ain't, ain't that far away. It's yeah, still, but hmm, I don't know. Like San Antonio is a completely new. Just go to L.A. That's where I mean, all the other it's it's go. a good it's a good basketball town. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying they wouldn't support them, but I mean, you're still trying to keep some maintain of the fan your, base. your fan base currently. Or I mean, get out of get out of California. There's already like 18 different teams in California. Yeah, they'd be okay without having another one. Yeah, Portland maybe. What about uh, bringing back the Supersonics? That's a wrong sport, bro. That's the NBA. Oh damn it! Yeah, ugh. I'm, they, I'm still. Have, I still have they, the NBA pulled up Mariners. on my freaking list. Just kidding. And they have the Mariners. Yeah, they do yeah. have the Mariners. Where else would they go? Portland? Do they have a? Yeah, no, they don't, don't have a baseball team. We'll see what happens. I know. Hmm. Uh, but anyways, that that's about it for, for the MLB action going on right now. Uh, Yankees are doing a little bit better, I guess, uh, if you want to talk Ooh. about standing. Yeah, nobody likes that. Um, we got the uh, series that we're going to be discussing in the shot bets. That's going to be kind of something to look forward to this weekend. Um, not too much else really going on. I mean, yeah, and, baseball, and, and, and MLB still midseason so is just, yeah, just blah. Yeah, who else has stepped up? White Sox, they're back up. My my, my Royals are, are dipping down finally. Astros are starting to move up in the division, but that's kind of a very close division. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, not too much else going on there. Uh, Dodgers have been kind of a shock. 
Yeah, they're, they're sliding hard, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's going to kind of wrap up the MLB for this for us this week. I think there's really not too much going on there. Um, so let's go ahead. We're going to jump over to shot bets. We're going to discuss last week's shot bets that were taken, and we're going to take a look at the ones that we have for y'all this week coming up. So the first shot bet of last week that we had was the Lakers versus the Portland Trail Blazers. The Blazers ended up winning 106 to 101. Um, good game, unfortunately for 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 the Lakers for me, anyways. On on my part of the NBA pool, uh, they ended up taking the loss here. I really thought that they were going to compete a little bit more here, but uh, Dame time is Dame time. He put up 38, and you, you can't really get too mad about that. But Anthony Davis is looking a lot better. Anthony Davis is looking a lot better. Uh, but uh, Dustin and Brooks ended up picking the Blazers for this one. Uh, so both of them get the W for, for the first shot bet of last week's episode. Uh, the second episode or second shot bet that we had for last week was a uh, series with uh, the White Sox and the Royals. Uh, Dustin ended up picking the White Sox. Brooks ended up taking the Royals with me. And I don't think I, I think he still doesn't know why he picked it, but he did. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> so Dustin gets a two and zero for this week. I am at an zero and two, and Brooks splits at one and one. And keeping the one and one streak yeah, going, yeah, yeah. like five straight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, and uh, me, me and Dustin kind of ruined the the streak going on for like two months. Um, so don't worry, I'll take charge of that. So. Thank you, thank you. Oh, Cheers. Dude, I need to take here. Salute. <laughs> That was not fun. warm. That, yep, same. <laughs> that was cold when I poured it. Oh, I forgot that we, we talked for. I forgot that we talked for an hour now. <laughs> what's it like? What's it like, Dustin, winning? Uh, please, hey, please tell us. Just no. this cold ultra. I hate you. Okay, uh, so um, uh, so let's go ahead and move on. We're going to talk about this uh, this upcoming week's bet that we're going to be looking for. Uh, the first one that we're going to be taking, talking about is the Denver Nuggets at the Portland Trailblazers. That's going to be happening on, uh, was that, uh, Saturday? Yeah, Saturday night. I believe. Yep. No, Sunday. Wait, no. Sunday game. Sunday game. Yeah, it's Sunday. Yep, yep. This is one of those important games that I mentioned earlier yep, that yep. has oh, yeah. some pool in between whether Arlie or Dustin might win this thing. So This is why we probably picked this one. Um, exactly. But... <laughs> it was that or the Lakers-Pelicans, and yeah. I figured let's pick the one with two playoff teams. In yeah, it. no, this, is, this was a good pick. So Denver Nuggets versus Portland Trailblazers. Uh, obviously, Portland trying to remain out of the play-in game. Denver Nuggets has already sealed their spot. So hopefully they still put in an effort and don't just let the Trailblazers take that one. <clears throat> um, so... This is the first bet for the week. I'm obviously taking the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Dustin, who do you got for this one? Since it's kind of a me and you matchup. Dame Sorry. time. Is it? Is that what? What, what is it? What, what time? Dame time. Always Dame time. <laughs> All right. Brooks, who, who do you got for this pick? You too? <laughs> Going Dame time. That game's going to be more important for the Blazers than it is for the oh. Nuggets. We've and been, so I really I do think that the Blazers kind of put it all on the line on this game because it could mean play in tournament or it could mean 
Yep. No play-in tournament. So I'm going to go with Dame time. I have a fear that that's going to be the case here, but we'll see what happens. Uh, so just to recap on that one, that is me picking the Nuggets and uh, Dustin and Brooks taking the Blazers on this one. The next one I am actually looking forward to quite a bit. It's going to be a four-game series in between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. going to be played in Houston. They're starting uh, tomorrow night, actually, so we're probably going to have to get the bet out to you guys pretty soon. Yeah. I already have the graphic made and everything, so we'll get those tweeted out. Sweet, sweet. That way uh, you can get your bet in on time before the matchup or the series starts. It's going to be a four-game series. And uh, so to settle the bet, uh, what we decided on since it's four games was uh, the series winner. And if they end up tied 2-2, then we're going to go off of run differential to break the tie. So that's how you need to make your pick. Um, Dustin, who are you going to take in this one? Texas Rangers, baby. I feel like me and you making these picks for this week are kind of like just too obvious. I'm, I'm obviously <laughs> taking the Astros. Brooks, you're the tiebreaker here. Who are you going to take in this matchup between the Rangers and, and Astros? Uh, where's he going? Oh, my is that, God. Is that who you're picking? Is that who you're picking or are you talking shit? Going Astros. Yeah! <laughs> I'm okay with it. Bang all you want, buddy. Bang all you want on that trash can. Uh, They started, Uh, what was it? I think I saw them starting to kick out fans that were bringing trash cans into the, sta- into the stadium. Yeah, I think you have to have, like, signs and all that approved. Yeah. Before you go into the stadium. <laughs> so the other day I was listening to a Levitard show and they were talking about if we were to go to a game, we would have to create a sign that's like more sarcastic or something than just flat out mean because we got to get it approved to yeah. take it in there. No, it was kind of funny because I, I saw it on Twitter or something like that. And they were literally escorting out an Astros fan for, with a with a with a full it was a full metal trash can. But. Uh, anyways, it, it, it's, it's whatever. I, I think it's funny. Most of the t- Houston fan base has already rolled with it and probably has a trash can of their own just for kicks. Um, what are their records at right now? I- they're actually really close. Uh, Rangers are at 18 and 20 and nine and oh away or sorry, nine and 10 away. And, uh, Astros are at 19 and 17 with, uh, 10 and nine at home. So like yeah. both of them are really basically 500 teams right now, and they they're a 500 team at home and a 500 team away. So like this series could literally split two two very easily. Just just hope the Astros score more runs. <laughs> Which I mean they they have a better shot of doing, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. I, I I like this 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 shot bet. I think it's a fun one, a little bit different than what we've done in the past. Yeah, I saw this was coming up. Had to do it, knowing that we've got Rangers. Oh, yeah. They're Dallas Astros. Dallas versus Houston always. Doesn't care about either team. All right. Well, here's shot bet number two. All right. Still warm. That's not fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, with those two shots that I've just taken, I am down to three shots owed. I'm working on it. Uh, Brooks is down to zero. He just took his. Dustin is at zero for the 2-0 win that he had this week. Anybody else listening right now, make sure you do send us in your shot bet videos. Tag us in it. Send it to our DMs. However you're comfortable with. Does not matter. This is obviously just something to have fun and engage with you guys and just a little fun segment of the show. 
Um, all right. So I think that's going to kind of wrap up the episode. Uh, a little bit shorter this week. Obviously not too, too much going on out there in the sports world, but we were having some fun with the NBA talk. Hopefully you all enjoyed that. Uh, so let's go ahead and kick it off to Dustin. Start off with the final shots. Do you have anything for us this week, man? Man, I don't even have anything. I'm good. Wow. All right. Okay. Dustin had a, a, a very perfect, mediocre week of, of sports this week. Uh, all right. Well, Brooks, do you have anything for the week? Um, I didn't really have much, but I did want to shout out, or not really shout out, but RIP. I feel like we're having to do this too much this year. It's sad. Uh, but Colt Brennan, legendary Hawaii quarterback back when Hawaii was relevant in football and he would just put up crazy numbers week in, week out, uh, passed away, uh, yesterday, I think it was. Um, and so just, I mean, if you're like me, I remember those, that Heisman race that he was in, I think on the watch, he made Hawaii relevant. Like, yeah. Uh, that was like the first time I remember caring about the Heisman Trophy Award because I think we had a, either like B.J. Simmons or something was involved in that. And it was like him and Colt Brennan going at it every week. And so that, I th- you know, he was a fun quarterback and gone too soon. It just felt like every week there's another we, one. And, we got like one little downer story. Yeah, it's just – but um, so RIP to Colt Brennan and – Um, thoughts and prayers to his family good shout out well mine is just going to be my my little goofy tweet that that picked up a little bit of steam but i still think it's funny i don't care i know it's uh some of y'all have probably already seen it on tiktok by now but all right so since chris beard decided to leave us for ut i decided to teach the pounds how to attack chris beard it's still funny presence we're gonna try it out with some printed copies here we are. I feel it. Try it again. <laughs> I like that one the best. <laughs> right here. Sir Pounds. <laughs> Sir Pounds. Too far. Too far. <laughs> All right, that was my final shot of the week. Yeah. Just having some fun Me, with it. Yeah, Arlie hired him, everybody. So meet our new employee, Sir Pounce. Sir Pounce. I wish, dude. I would. I, I'd, I'd, I'd kick him a nickel for that. All right. Um, so that's gonna be it for the episode, guys. Uh, kind of wrap up there. So uh, make sure if you're not already, uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Uh, obviously, su- to subscribe if you're on Spotify. Rate, review if you're on iTunes. Uh, if you want to give us a follow, our Twitter account is at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So make sure you give all those a follow, subscription, like, all of that, all that business. Um, our personal accounts, Dustin, if you want to find him, you can find him at Dustin Wimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And lastly, if you do have any sort of suggestions, thoughts, questions, anything that you want us to be discussing on the show, uh, make sure you shoot us an email at the uh, tailgate talks pod at gmail.com. Uh, this week's t shirt giveaway is going to be just a simple rate and review on Apple or, uh, or a share of the podcast. Just very simple. We're trying to get our name out there. So if you can even just share uh, one of one of our posts, one of our 
one of our shot bets, one of our tags. Obviously, Friday, we got a lot of stuff promoting the episode each week. Share any of that stuff, and that will enter you for the T-shirt giveaway this week. Um, I think that kind of wraps up the episode for us. Uh, oh, uh, I guess we can recap the shot bets. Uh, obviously, me and Brooks are going uh, Astros. Dustin is taking the Rangers on the MLB shot bet. And as far as the Nuggets versus Blazers, Dustin and Brooks are taking the Blazers for Dame time. I will be on the Nuggets side of the bet. Uh, that'll wrap up the episode. Anything else we want to talk about today, guys? Y'all doing good? Sweet. Good. All righty. Catch y'all at the next tailgate. Yes, sir. Peace.